Do you believe in curses? What if I told you that a mummy could kill you with a mosquito bite and that you should probably stop shaving if you want to live? Confused? Yeah, same. Ancient Egypt is weird. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Cat's Cabinet of Curiosities. I'm Cat, And I'm Tom. And this week we're talking about the curse of Tutankhamun. Again! Again, for Again. the second time. Yeah, uh, we recorded this entire episode and then the mummy struck. <laughs> I mean, it, was it the mummy or was it my recording equipment uh, got corrupted? It's either a mummy or you are bad. So Oh. Oh, in that case, yeah, it was definitely the mummy. <laughs> it's either <laughs> the it's mummy between... or your incompetence, so <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and my incompetence isn't some mystical myth that uh, they made a movie with Brendan Fraser about. Yeah. So yeah, let's yeah. go with the mummy thing. And due to my incompetence, I had to record the intro multiple times. Well, I said it and then realised I hadn't pressed record and was like, oh. So either we're both incompetent or we're cursed. And I know which one I'd (laughs) rather believe. (laughs) I'm going to now at work, if I like do something badly, um, if someone goes, Tom, you didn't do very well with that uh, that piece. I'm just going to be like, the curse strikes again. Ooh. Spooky. <laughs> it's not that I stayed up till midnight playing computer games. It's the Pharaoh. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. So we haven't released an episode in a while. Um, partially due to the curse. Partially due to the curse of my masters, which is a separate but equally scary curse, in my opinion. (laughs) Yeah, the spookiness of a master's degree. Yeah. (laughs) But hopefully we'll get back to recording semi-frequently, because we're bad at this. We're not bad at this. You've had, you know, not to downplay this podcast but i think your life and your academia and those exams where you worked out how the universe works is probably more important than the podcast where you say stuff you've researched and i just go bleh over the top i don't know tom how will people know about how mosquito bites can kill you if they don't listen to this i mean malaria well no but like well yeah but like not <laughs> not through well, okay. <laughs> well. <laughs> sorry I, I shut you down very quickly there <laughs> um yeah but yeah how will people know about piss drinking yeah yeah i don't With... know if they want to uh... <laughs> <laughs> well it's too late now they've listened so yeah if happened. you haven't listened to that episode then don't it's bad it's hot like people anyway they drink their own urine for no discernible reason spoilers spoil yeah (laughs) yeah i'm sorry but if it's called piss drinking like what were you expecting yeah i know there's content warnings and then there's content warnings you know what i mean that's uh (laughs) so we're but we're not talking about piss this week are we what are we talking about well normally i keep what we're talking about secret from tom but we've recorded this entire podcast before so he knows we're talking about the curse of the pharaohs which is like 
what the mummy film was based on you know the, that old mummy film yeah the brendan fraser yeah. uh, curtains going running yeah through bushes film. except like the in in real life the zombie doesn't come alive people just die <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's not as a <laughs> you just say in general in life people just die yeah you know? <laughs> there are no zombies and death is inevitable <laughs> thanks for tuning in right so i guess we'll start with like what the curse is and shit because that's important to know that is the main headline of the episode. It is. Okay. So the curse of the pharaohs is like supposedly this curse that kills people who disturb like ancient Egyptian mummies. But the thing is there aren't very many cases of mummies being disturbed in recent history. So we're going to be looking at one specific case, which is Tutankhamun, which is like the most famous discovery of ancient Egypt stuff. It is the main one, isn't it? Like, except for Cleopatra, I think everyone knows Tutankhamun. Yeah. Yeah, I, even I know, and I don't know things. Yeah. Although I'm not entirely sure I'm saying his name right. Like, because I've seen some people's... I say Tutankhamun, because that's what I was taught in school. But some set people seem to say it online, like, Tutankhamun? No, no wait. <laughs> <laughs> Tutankhamun. Dan Harmon's brother, who didn't go into sitcom writing. <laughs> It's too, I I don't know how to say it, but I hope uh, I'm saying it right. Tutankhamun. Tutankhamun, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people say it like that, but that doesn't sound good. So, mm, I mean, it, it, it's regional uh, di- not dialect, but pronunciation, isn't it? I, yeah. I think but it's probably the correct I'm way. Right. I mean, yeah, that's that's the subtext here. Yeah. <laughs> so in 1922, this archaeologist, Howard Carter, and his whole team discovered the body of Tutankhamun. Um, and actually, well, I say the whole team discovered it. But what actually happened was a water boy who was working on the dig site just tripped over the entrance. He just <laughs> tripped on the stone. <laughs> yeah. At least, he, uh, at least he helped. Yeah, I... I feel bad, though, that he got zero credit and the archaeologist who had done, like, fuck... Okay, well, he'd been digging in other places, but, like, you didn't find it, did you? So... (laughs) Throwing shade on the archaeology (laughs) team here. Yeah, fuck you, Howard Carter. I'm Team (laughs) Waterboy. I'm sure they were trying anyway. Well, not hard enough. Anyway, the Waterboy calls everyone over and they're like wow look at these stairs down to nothing and it was actually built on top of a workman's hut from the ramesseed period so they were digging around like anyway looking at more modern egyptian stuff but still ancient and then they found this ancient ancient egyptian stuff when this water boy tripped over it so they basically refilled the staircase and waited for the employer to come. So Howard Carter, who was the archaeologist, he was like, okay, so we found this tomb because this water boy tripped over it. Um, I'm not going to dig it up now. I'm going to wait until Lord Carnarvon comes over. And it took him (laughs) two and a half weeks to get there. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's a long time to wait. It's also, for anyone who's ever, like, worked with a client before, if you're, like, a (laughs) freelancer or something, that is the kind of thing you would do to like keep them happy yeah well apparently he was kind of pissed off because like carter was supposed to have found all these treasures and whatnot and then this was his last term of funding i think 
And after that, Carnivan was going to be like, uh, I'm not funding you anymore. So I think he was like calling him over to be like, look, I did find something. See? Yeah. Look, it's worth it. <laughs> it. It's a very like, um, so I work in corporate video and a lot of the stuff we do is making videos about how good something is so that people can show another person and go, that thing you paid us money for, look how good it was. It's sort of, yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, back in those days, they didn't, they didn't have film crews who could, uh, you know, get the train down. I like to think that um, the archaeologists were like, you know when your boss tells you to go and do something and then you don't do it because you don't want to. So... <laughs> <laughs> the curse strikes again. <laughs> I took a three hour lunch break because I disturbed the spirits. <laughs> and then they're like, why didn't you do this thing? And you were like, oh, I couldn't find it or whatever. Like... <laughs> I I have a feeling that they were just getting away with being like, oh, yeah, no, I just couldn't. We couldn't find him anywhere until like the boss goes like, OK, now here, you've got to find it. Otherwise, I'm not paying you. And then suddenly you find it. Mm, yeah. I feel like it's that situation. They might have even like discovered it earlier and they waited till like the end of the trip when they yeah. were funded. Yeah. To sort of, you know, to extend their stay. Yeah. Like, you know, when you like... I don't know, when I used to work as like a dishwasher or whatever, you just, you take your time with some things because you don't want to do the next thing. Mm, yeah. I used to have a system when I waited tables where if someone asked me to do something, I'd always take about um, a third times more to do the job <laughs> than I actually needed because I knew if the expectation came up that I could do things quickly, they would rely <laughs> on me to do things. Whereas if I if I kept my ability level low, I would be kept on easy things because it was just easier than asking me to do stuff. <laughs> um, but they couldn't fire you because you hadn't technically done something wrong. So. No, you know, I might just be slow. I might, I, I, I intentionally lowered my intelligence level a little bit while I was working there. This just, is why capitalism doesn't work, FYI. Yeah, yeah. If I'd spent this <laughs> well, energy on not working, I mean, into maybe working, it's just because I'm lazy. I just... <laughs> <laughs> Again, the curse of why can't I afford a house? <laughs> because I don't do things when people tell me to. Oh. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, we haven't got onto the actual curse bit yet. Yeah, I'm getting there. Okay, sorry, I'm God. impatient because I've heard this all before. <laughs> right, so, well then, you, you tell the story if you know what happens, Tom. Uh, well, actually, I'm vague on the details, so <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that's not my fault. Oh, you weren't listening last time. Okay. Uh, no. They go down into the tomb, right? And it turns out tombs have loads of different rooms in them. So they go into the first one and they dig around and they're like, oh, there's nothing down here. And they go into the second one and they find the mummy of Tutankhamun and that famous death mask that we all associate with ancient Egypt. You know, like um, it, it, the, the classical thing when you look at what when you think about what a pharaoh looks like. Yeah, I'm trying to remember how you explained this to me last time. Like, but it's that sort of classic gold... head that's got the... Um, hair thing coming off it and there's yeah. blue stripes on the on the yeah. gold yeah. finish so that's what that's Tutankhamun's so that's so what we that's what, they'd, that's what they'd put on them when they when they died yeah yeah ah 
Ah, oh, as if I, I didn't mm. know that. You never told me that last time. <laughs> <laughs> well, just I always thought it was just like a statue of a pharaoh person. Yeah. Um, but I didn't realise it was something that went on the on the body. It was body like hollow with their head inside, yeah. Yeah, sort of like a like a kinder egg. Yeah. <laughs> and the toy is is eternal suffering from no, the curse. And the toy is a decapitated mummy's head. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> My favourite. <laughs> yeah, thanks. So anyway, they also found a dagger, which uh we'll come back into at the end because it's cool. We'll talk about it at the end. Just a little, uh, yeah, just a little tidbit there. I'm basically JK Rowling. So, we took a load of stuff out, and it's mainly all in museums and stuff now, which, like, okay, we just robbed them, but whatever. Let's not get into that. And pretty soon, bad things started happening. And apparently, inside the tomb, there was a carving that said... Death will come on swift peons to those who disturb the rest of a pharaoh. Remind me what a peon is. I think it's like wing. It will come on swift wings. Like it will come quickly to those who oh, disturb right. the yeah. rest of yeah, a pharaoh. Yeah, like a bird is quick. Like death will come to you quick. Yeah. Mm. Birds are quick. So. <laughs> That's why you can't trust them. It makes sense. But I can't. Like, I can see. It's been like published in like papers and stuff, but I haven't seen anywhere like properly verified that that was actually in there so i'm not sure if that's just a rumor but it's said that it was in there so before we get into the curse and who died and all of that um let's talk about tutankhamun because it's cool he's cool i mean he's not tutan cool man yes That was such great improv that not only did I think of that in the moment, I had all of last episode to think of that. Yeah, and you didn't make that joke last episode. No, and I didn't. <laughs> I've had about a week since we tried to record where I could have thought of that joke. But no, it, in it, the moment. it came now. Wow. Yeah, lots of prep. <laughs> right, so I've got 10 fun facts about Tutankhamun. Are you ready? I'm ready for fun facts in a list. Good. Because that, that's how I like to do my facts. Fun and in a list. Right. Tutankhamun's original name was Tutankhamun. Tutankhamun. So his, worship, his father actually worshipped a god called Aten. So he called his son Tutankhamun, which means in the image of Aten. And then the boy like converted religions when he grew up and started worshipping Amun. So he changed his name to Tutankhamun. Was that a sort of done thing back then to name yourself after your favourite god? Because otherwise that's sort of a bit of a strange... It's like people who name their daughter Daenerys now. <laughs> I think it's like you might name a prince or a king this, but you probably... I mean a pharaoh, but you probably wouldn't name a non-pharaoh this. Right, yeah. So it, it was a sort of uh, privilege. It was like the double-barrelled name of its time. Yeah, yeah, I think gotcha. so. Gotcha, cool. I think so. Fun fact number two. Two. His mother was his father's sister. <laughs> I'm, um, I, I, even though we did this last time, I am again, I'm that meme of the woman looking at the numbers floating in front of her. <laughs> say, say that again. His mother was his father's sister. So right. his parents were siblings, like direct siblings. Uh, okay. 
And if I remember rightly, this did not genetically bode well for him. It, it, it did not. That's fact number four, Tom. Ah, I've still got one sorry. more to go. Jeez. <laughs> right. Fun fact number three. Tutankhamun then married his half-sister. <sighs> Double Ooh. yikes. Yeah. <laughs> now that's what I call yikes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least it was only his half-sister. Yeah. Yeah. He was very I mean, progressive. That's low standards, I feel. <laughs> <laughs> this is royalty we're talking about, you know. It's it's yeah. just an achievement that they both don't, that they're not actually joined at the hip. Yeah. Oh, yikes. So he suffered, this is fun fact number four, which Tom ruined. He suffered from birth defects. Thanks, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Tom took all the fun out of birth defects. <laughs> Catherine Turner, 2019. <laughs> So, yeah, that was due to his parents being a little too closely related and he had to walk with a cane. And in his tomb, this is actually awful, they also oh. found the graves of his children, which were not carried to term because they also had def- defects due to incest. So I'd like to, I'd like to veto this fact as being not fun. Yeah. So it it's nine fact. fun facts and one sad fact. <laughs> <laughs> Nine fun facts and some mid- miscarriage intel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you're welcome. Number five. He became king when he was about nine and died when he was 19. It's not long. Uh, None Rich. of these facts are that fun now I come to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> is, is fact number nine like... Um, Ah, oh, loads of children died from starvation. Bam. Fact number Obsonate. nine is not great, but we will get to it. Oh, okay. Fact number six. We're not sure how he died, but it seems like he had several strains of malaria in his lifetime and a whole load of other ailments. Even one yeah. strain of malaria, I would say, is enough. Yeah, but a, like to have multiple strains of malaria, like... People in ancient times were cool as fuck. Like, imagine now being that ill and still being, like, king. Yeah. Yeah, man. It, it's I like, would not go to work if I had several strains of malaria. <laughs> I think you'd be able to take the day at even yeah. the most rigid <laughs> workplace. Um, but I guess back then... Like, this is an extremely privileged person we're talking about. So access to the best healthcare available at that time. Mm -hmm. And even he has got, you know, a malaria party. And even he died at 19. Yeah, Yeah, like if you're just a a man on the street, literally on the street in those times, you're probably home to all sorts of life inside you. Yeah. He also, it was possible that he had androgen insensitivity syndrome which is the type of intersex condition, which I think is fairly cool, but, like, one of the most famous pharaohs might have been intersex. Yeah, that very solid representation. <laughs> <laughs> Him and Tilda Swinton are the only intersex people I know now. <laughs> so that, that's, that's two. So is androgen insensitivity basically you don't absorb testosterone properly or, or something? So, yeah, there's different levels of it, but it's basically that... So you have XY chromosomes, but because your body doesn't deal with testosterone well, you end up developing with either typical female genitalia or like something in between. 
yeah there's a there's a there's a hormone thingy going on yeah yeah but a lot of people with it don't realize that they're intersex until they try to conceive and then they realize that they don't have ovaries they just have balls inside them sorry they so okay i've got yeah i was i was uh i was thinking of the wrong Virg- I was I was numbers in front of face again is what I was. <laughs> but <laughs> Yeah. Um so, Yeah, no, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. It's actually quite common. Is so, it? So yeah. Hmm. There you go. It's just a fun fact for you. That is a fun fact. That is more fun than the miscarriage stuff. I'll, I'll yeah, give you that. It is. Yeah. Fact number seven. He wasn't a very important pharaoh. Like, even though we know him best, he only ruled for 10 years and wasn't really considered to be that big of a deal in terms of pharaohs. Like, the tomb he was buried in appeared rushed and it wasn't as large as most pharaohs' tombs. Oh, shit. Yeah. So it's like, we see him as, like, this super important pharaoh because he's the only one that, like, we've dug up with so much stuff. But he actually kind of... He was more like... I don't know, John Major and Margaret Thatcher. Yeah, I heard it um, described the other day as it was like we discovered the tomb of Gordon Brown. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who, uh, for for American listeners, um, was an interim prime minister in 2009 for about a year. So, oh. you know, not majorly important, basically. But also did not die and get buried with a load of gold. So it doesn't yeah. quite work. Yeah, so the archaeologists think he was in a private tomb that they quickly like used for him when he unexpectedly died, um, and he was just kind of shoved in there. But yeah, <laughs> no one wants to be shoved into into their resting place. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, don't feel sorry for him. He did have a solid gold coffin. Yeah, so... I'll um, I'll try not to feel sorry for the you know the Trumpian death chalice that he was yeah. in. Yeah. So number eight. The mask that we associate with him, that death mask I was talking about earlier, wasn't yeah. his. It came from a female pharaoh, and they just stole it and put it on him when his burial was rushed. What? Like, the name on the inside is scratched out. <laughs> <laughs> That's how cat, we know it's hers. Cat, cat. What if um, the curse isn't from him... It's from her. Yeah, and it's her it's her resting place that was disturbed, and then the curse gets locked in this tomb, and then that. So it, it's actually a, a female curse that a man has taken the credit for. Oh, I like that. Mm. I mean curses I, aren't real, but that would that would be a good head cannon. That would be a good head cannon. <laughs> <laughs> head cannon. Head oh, heads. Oh because oh, it's a it's a head. Yeah. That's great. That's fantastic. I know, stuff. thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Please everyone leave your five stars review now. <laughs> Just write head cannon. Click please submit. Please do actually leave five star reviews. That would be really nice. But please Not for only my write head cannon. Only write that in yeah. your review. And then loads no, of people okay. will be Write your favourite head cannon from any series. Ooh. Yeah, I'm inter- I'm, I'm interrupting my fun list. Tom, what's your favorite head cannon from any series? Um, my favorite head cannon. Um, oh, God, there's so many that take like '90s cartoons and say, "Oh, they're dead all along, and it was all a hallucination." Yeah, I like those kind of ones. Um, 
Yeah, I can't I can't remember one off the top of my head. You seem like the kind of person who does have a head cannon. Um, I'm trying to think. Ooh, okay. My favourite head cannon is that Filch and Mrs. Pince are dating. They Mrs. Be- Pince? <laughs> you know the librarian? Oh, I thought... <laughs> sorry, I thought you were talking about him, his cat, and I was... No, that's Mrs. Norris. Mrs. Norris, right. So... No, Madame Pomfret is the nurse. No, that, I'm not talking about the nurse. I'm talking about the librarian, Mrs. Pince. Oh, okay. See, the problem with this headcanon is it's too much of a deep dive into Harry yeah. Potter lore. I think our fans will appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're those kind of nerds. So, hi, nerds. Fun fact number nine. Number nine. When they were trying to get the death mask off... um. They accidentally just ripped his head off with it. <laughs> Not even a joke that happened. Yeah. Ugh. That is uh that is a very yeah. kind of faulty towers moment of It's not a great fun fact. No. Okay. Finally, fun fact number ten. This is the funnest of all the facts. Great. Um in twenty fourteen the beard of the mask fell off and the museum workers panicked and tried to glue it back on. <laughs> but they glued it on wonky <laughs> which i love yeah and, if you're gonna then, do a job do it wrong i know uh, the only way to do it in 2015 the damage was noticed and another team repaired it properly using beeswax but then in 2016 it was announced that the 18 sorry eight employees of the museum were going to stand trial for ignoring scientific and professional methods and okay they, that is yeah. not a crime. That is not a real. That's not. A, there's no one stood in the Hague, you know. Yeah. For, for well, ignoring... apparently they caused permanent damage to the mask. So literally, like, who gives a shit? I mean, Tom. you know, history's great, but all historical artifacts are damaged a bit because they're old. You know, who wonky beard? Fine. I mean, it's not well, a crime as far as I'm concerned. I feel like if it was a crime, Mr. Brick Bean would be in jail. And he's not, so... <laughs> and the only explanation for the fictional character not being in jail is that, <laughs> is that it's not a crime. And that was my list of ten fun facts, which all of which were fun, and I don't care what you say. We're going to get into something even more fun now. Oh, goody. Death. <laughs> facts and death. <laughs> they are the two states of being yeah so now we're like 20 minutes into this episode we're gonna get onto the curse don't worry i know what you came here for and it was death <laughs> you came for smut <laughs> for death porn that's what you hear right on the 29th of november 1922 was when the tomb was opened so i'm gonna tell you all the people who died after that and you're gonna be like wow that's so many people yeah, because this is all fresh to me and I've not heard it before. Lord Carnarvon, the financial backer, he was present when the tomb was opened. You know, they waited for him to come over. Yeah. So he died four months and seven days after the tomb was opened. And he died because he was bitten by a mosquito and the bite became infected after he cut it shaving. So this Ooh. isn't like he didn't contract some disease. He just got a bug bite and then shaved it. And you know when you nick something with a shave razor shaving? Yeah, with a face razor shaving razor yeah. shave. 
It became yeah. infected and he died. Fuck. Like, well, that's crazy. That's a really lame way to die as well. I don't want to yeah. die in one of those kind of ways. Yeah. I want to yeah. Yeah, go out in a ball of fire or something. Not just a little cut on your face. Yeah, not a preventable infection from shaving. Like, <laughs> that's that's kind of lame to me, but, you know, whatever. But also, I think makes the curse seem more true because, like, it's a weird way to die. Most people don't die that way. Yeah, it's... Um, you'd, you'd, you'd think you'd die from getting an infection from the mosquito, like mm. from several types of malaria or something, not just yeah. from, you know, the Gillette advert... You know, screw all the <laughs> trying to capitalise on, you know, a positive movement. Just just have a man nicking himself with a cheap razor and dying and yeah. then just bring up Gillette in big letters. That's actually a really good idea. <laughs> that's Genuinely, why I think that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. See, it's my media brain yeah. working. Right, the next person who died, well, he didn't actually die. So it was Sir Bruce Ingram, and he was given the gift of a mummified hand from Lord Carnarvon. And the hand had like a bracelet kind of thing on it, which warned of fire, floods and disease. And shortly after getting the gift, his house set on fire. Crazy. What? Yeah. Was he shaving and then the electrical outlet sparked or something? Tom, it was 1922. Wait, I think they had electricity then. I don't know, when did electricity (laughs) become a thing? I don't know. I don't know. We're not good (laughs) historians. Oh, wait, no, it it was a very... I'm a moron. It it was very much, yeah. Okay, look, I don't know years or days or things. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know facts or nouns or myths, legends, but... Here's what I think. But I do know that this mummy was cursed. Because then the house had this big old flood after it was rebuilt from the fire. So he did the fire, the floods, and then he threw the hand away and he didn't get the disease. So, yeah. That is, that, that's pretty crazy. But like, That is crazy. I mean, okay, I won't tear anything down just yet because I feel like you want to, you know, do your bit of curse stuff and then we'll go through and then we'll go through and tear it down yeah Yeah. but (laughs) you know how this show works (laughs) (laughs) that's the format (laughs) and then there's sir archibald douglas reed and he was the radiologist who x-rayed the mummy um and the mummy like i don't know when it was shipped over but he died about two years after the mummy was dug up so probably roughly a year after he x-rayed it. And he died from a mysterious illness, whatever that is. Do-do-do. It's just some mysterious illness that he died from. So no one knows. That's know. very vague. You know, that's all I could find online, though. Mysterious illness. I mean, uh, you know, I guess the further back you go into medicine, the more some illnesses are just like, the mysterious yeah. illness. It's, yeah, that's uh, true. So, can't blame him necessarily. And then there's A.C. Mace, who was a member of the evacuation... Well, no, excavation... Oh, my God, I'm a moron. (laughs) Excavation team. Excavate, yeah. I I don't know what electricity is. I don't know words. No, I don't know nouns. I don't know excavation. I don't know excavation. 
but my brain is fried <laughs> i'm gonna blame exams yeah the curse of exams <sighs> and the curse of a mummy these that's, are all that's... good curses yeah so he died six years later from arsenic poisoning and in total there were about 11 deaths in the first 10 years of a tomb opening um which is a lot all from the the team who were there well from people who visited the tomb and died after i mean the main archaeologist didn't die for another decade and that was from hodgkin's disease so not i don't know the thing is like this happened so long ago that all these people could die like 10 years later and be like, see, see, they mm. died. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, it's easy like looking back, you know, history shrinks time, doesn't it? So 10 years doesn't seem like that long after yeah. when it's long ago. But if I did something in 2009 that caused me to die now, I'd be like, well... I'd, how was I to Worth see that it. coming? <laughs> Worth it. Yeah, this has been the best decade. <laughs> Ugh, end oh, my life. Oh, God, this has not been the best decade. No. Jeez. <sighs> Although some good computer games have come out, so... Just imagine a big pair of scales, and on one side is computer games, and on the other side is fascism, and, you know, weigh that up in your mind however you want. When the next Sims expansion comes out on the 21st, I do think it will be equal. But until then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we have a lot of deaths, but we'll look at the most convincing first and try to like think, would they have died anyway? I don't Which know. is the most convincing death to you? The first one, Lord Carnivon. He died four months later from the razor bite. Mm. So it's the most immediate kind of one yeah i think that's the most because like a curse isn't going to wait five years to kill someone is it well it shouldn't and yet it appears in this case it doesn't has yeah so he got this severe mosquito bite about five months after the tomb was opened um and then he reopened the bite by shaving his face and it became infected and this sparked a shit ton of media attention and loads of people were like reporting on it and saying the death was part of the curse um and it was kind of what sparked the whole theory. Uh, well, the theory of, of a pharaoh's curse was around, but it's what sparked the whole, like, oh, my God, this is definitely cursed. Tutankhamun's grave is cursed. The kind of sensationalism around yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the thing is, he'd already been kind of sick before he left, and he had a weakened immune system, and he was prone to infection. So <laughs> this is really stacking up. How many yeah. kinds of malaria did he have, and how were his parents related? <laughs> I don't think he was quite as sick as Tutankhamun, who, by all accounts, was a very sick boy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but he was called Lord Carnivan, so there probably was some incest in his genetic makeup. Yeah, somewhere down the line, all lords are like that, though, aren't they? Yep. Yep, that's how they that's maintain land ownership. <laughs> yeah, I don't even need data. I can just stay, say it. So, a statistical study was actually done to see if the death rate of those involved was any different to the death rate of, like, normal people just visiting Egypt. And at first, when they looked at, like, when people died of those attending, they had roughly eight years less to live than the average person. Which, oh God. that's quite a lot i mean the curse is like 
now you don't live for eight years. Because <laughs> as we all know, the last eight years of your life are the are best. The best. <laughs> <laughs> That's really where the gold starts. You know what? I genuinely think it might be. I've been watching Grace and Frankie and I can't wait to be old. I, I mean... I don't think that's a message you're supposed to take from the show. No. <laughs> it's about the trials and tribulations of getting older, not the fact that being old is rad. I want to be Jane Tom, Jane um, Fonda. Jane Fonda. But, Jane yeah. Fonda and... Uh, what's the name? Lily Tomlinson. Tomlin. Right. Yeah. Uh, I want to be Jane Fonda and I feel like... Um, Maybe me being old, I wouldn't be Jane Fonda, but that's that's old me. No, I, I d- yeah, I don't think as soon as you get old, you become Jane Fonda. Like, have you? I don't know if you've seen your pictures of Jane Fonda when she was young, but like, she started out with an unfair advantage. I would say. Yeah, that's true. I was hoping that like I'd be the kind of person who got better when I got old. But <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> I no, I was. I was at my peak, like, cuteness when I was about 10. Like, I was an angelic <laughs> child. And since then, I just look like a, like a tired child, basically. So, <laughs> Just a tired child. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a John Mulaney joke, but it also applies to me. Yeah. So, anyway. Anyway, yeah. get back to the statistics. Cool. So, they then adjusted them for age and the pre-existing medical conditions some of them had. And they found out it was pretty spot on they didn't die any earlier than they should have so that's not really a curse then is it yeah i know but i love the fact that the maths has proved the curse wasn't real i just <laughs> like that i think yeah. that's cool you would so, be a maths nerd huh you would because you're you're a maths nerd yeah i am a maths nerd so i think that's cool and i really like the curse of tutankhamun i think it's fun but I like that it's not true. But I can't actually no. I don't like that it's not true because I do kind of wish these people would have been punished from just taking all this shit that wasn't theirs and ripping the head off a mummy. What you think it's like punishable by death? Not by death. Okay, so you want them to have a curse where like they have one itchy knee for a while or something like that? Yeah, like I think maybe they just lose all their money and privilege. <laughs> yeah but that that would also probably like shorten their life expectancy so well it's, either way i'd say it's a bit disproportionate i think it should just be like a really mundane curse where they're doomed to like every day one of them will step in dog poo and it could be any of them but one of them will oh well you know my favorite like tv trope is where like the curse wasn't real but the curse was like the fear of the curse. Like they have to live every day being scared of the curse. Oh. But the curse never comes. That's my favourite. Yeah, so it makes them think that the bad things in their life Yeah, come from so then curse. they can't enjoy their life. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I like that's... it I like it when I know that it's done a lot in T V and film, but I like it when they do that. Yeah, that's to be fair. That's a that's a good trope. That's a less used trope. the The worst trope is um, when someone talks about someone and then ends it with, "And they're standing right behind me, aren't they?" Ugh. That I don't Ugh. think is funny anymore. But no, it would be funny, funny if it was Tutankhamun standing behind you. Yeah, that would be funny. 
That's what did they do that in the mummy film? I'm sure they must have done a skit like that. It's the kind of it was the 90s. It's the kind of thing they would have done. (laughs) I'm surprised there wasn't a skateboarding scene if there if there wasn't one. I would love for the skateboarding mummy. Actually, (laughs) I think that film was kind of scary. I remember I've got this one vivid thing in my head. You know where the little scarab beetles get under that guy's skin. Oh, I forgot about that. that. Yeah, I know that was terrifying. Ugh, don't Ugh. like that. I know. What? What? Any? Anyway, final yeah. thing before we leave, and it's kind of unrelated, but I think it's super duper interesting. So you remember I spoke about that dagger earlier, and I was like, "Ooh, we're going to come back to the dagger. What's going on with the dagger?" Oh yeah, Chekhov's gun. You were you were putting bullets in Chekhov's gun, and now you're going to shoot it. I don't know what that is, but okay. Oh, it's it's the thing. It's like a dramatic premise. It's the fact that if if you see, like in a movie or something, if you see a gun hanging on the wall, you know that later it's going to be fired. Uh... So it's the idea of if something is set up, there's yeah. an expectation, and you only feel satisfied if it gets resolved l- later. Uh... But usually it's in a more subtle way rather than going, look, there's a dagger. That's important later. <laughs> so just a, just a tip for you. Being subtle isn't a good trait of mine. I'm not, I'm not a subtle person. <laughs> so what's up with the dagger? Okay, so we found this iron dagger and researchers have like tested the metal and the level of irons along with a nickel and coal bait I quote from the researchers, strongly suggests an extraterrestrial origin. Like space, like aliens. Space, like alien space. (laughs) So it's, (laughs) it's iron that's made out of like a meteorite. Oh, wow. How cool is that? That Ah! That is very cool. I I mean, it's like the first impulse is to think, what a dagger fell from the sky and came from space but then when you realize oh no it must have been a meteorite that they made a no. dagger out of it's that's I kind mean, of less impressive to me i'm pretty sure no aliens did it oh oh you think aliens aliens made it and brought it well i don't know i'm just uh, okay so it probably came from a meteorite but an alien might have come at the same time <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining two aliens stood on a spaceship and they're like playing football with a meteorite and then it accidentally <laughs> falls off the side and they're doing like the classic kid. Can I have my ball back, please? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, this, okay. I was walking um, a path down the back where I live and someone kicked a ball over and I tried to throw the ball back to them, but I'm really bad at throwing and I was trying oh. to throw it over this high fence. But instead of oh god instead of throwing it back to them i just threw it i managed to get it over the fence but then it just went into a huge patch of nettles (laughs) (laughs) serves them right and they were like oh thanks in like a in like a friendly thank you because they were clearly like well she tried she (laughs) she tried (laughs) i love that when you fail so badly people aren't even angry with you yeah because because again it's like you've kept expectations low. Yeah. It's like, I don't know how to change the coffee machine, so no yeah. one can get angry with me when it <laughs> pumps out orange juice instead. You know, minimum wage. I, I'm not going to try at this job. Yeah, we're bad people. 
well, you know, the world is full of bad people, so yeah. it's fine. But anyway, do you think there was a curse and do you think aliens came? I think there was not a curse. It seems like people died at a pretty normal rate, as you've said, mathematically. And it also seems to me, the thing I picked up on, is as soon as Lord Carnarvon died, they were talking about a curse in the media. That makes me think people were like already ready to believe that there was a curse or at least print about it in newspapers. And I think that kind of excitement got the better of everyone. And now it's almost like events that happened after are being evaluated as if there was a curse rather yeah, than... Yeah, it's very much like confirmation bias, isn't it? Yeah, it's not like weird stuff happened and people were thinking and then they found out there was a curse and they were like, yeah. oh, that makes sense. Yeah. So, um, but, you know, it is fun and Brendan Fraser made a nice movie about it and then Dude. Tom Cruise made a dog shit movie about it. So, I have seen it. Oh, it, I mean, part of the Tutankhamun curse is that that film got made. <laughs> But Tom, the thing is, if a curse doesn't exist, that does mean that you and I are incompetent, so... Oh, shit, I forgot. Okay, I'd I'd like to retract my answer. There is a curse. (laughs) There is a curse, and and the curse is actually in all of us, and every time we, you know, we don't put something in the recycling, or you sort of, you push in front of someone to get on the train, or, you know, you... You maybe accidentally set up uh, concentration camps on the Mexico border. Anytime you do stuff like that, it's yeah, just the Tutankhamun the curse, curse. of Tutankhamun. So no one yeah. is responsible for their actions ever at all. Yeah, fuck you, Tutankhamun, for making me fall over earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe Tutankhamun kicked that kid's ball into the nettles. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> oh, what, what a prat. I can't believe he you know, um, made me take lunch for a bit longer today than I was supposed to. <gasps> what a dick. Yeah. God. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us for this episode of Cat's Cabinet of Curiosities. If you enjoyed the episode and you're now pretty sure that everything you've ever done wrong is because of an old mummy, uh, then subscribe <laughs> and review the podcast wherever you're listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at catscabinet underscore pod or at Facebook at catscabinet. Thanks for listening.